Jeff. Hi, Lindsay. <laughs> I take the earbuds And welcome, out. ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone. To episode, what, 14? Episode 14 of... Of Top Shelf. Almost said the other podcast I do. No. Uh, it's been one of those days. So, it has been. It's been a long day. It has been. So good evening, ladies good evening. and gentlemen. And good welcome morning. to number 87, which is 12 Angry Men yes. from 1957. So many numbers. Which we had a fun time watching. <laughs> yes, because Jeff literally just did this play like... What, a month ago? We just finished a month ago. Yep. Yeah, it would have been a month ago. So, so it was needless to say, watching. we yelled at the TV a lot <laughs> we and yelled. said hi to people that were not actually in the show but, but or in the movie. But were in uh, my show. Uh-huh. <laughs> like Dan. And Zach. And Zach. And Bill. <laughs> and Bill. And Mike. Yeah, we were just yelling at them, not not, not, not Henry Fonda. And no. Not, and not Jack Klugman. Klugman. We did research <laughs> as to how you pronounce his last name. Like... Asked Siri, and Siri was dumb. Siri was dumb. And then we looked it up on YouTube. So if you ever need to know how to pronounce a famous person's last name, look it up on YouTube, especially if they've died, yeah. because it will tell you. Because there'll be some ABC or NBC The more report. you know. <laughs> do, 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 do. Anyway, so... Anyway, so... Um, uh, do you like the movie? I did like the movie. I'm indifferent. <laughs> Are you really? You're such a liar. <laughs> Jeff's lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I enjoy lying. it. It was actually fun to watch it just because I I, I like I picked up on stuff that because I had not. Okay, I was in the show. I know the existence of this movie. I know it was a movie before it was a or well, yeah, technically it was a movie after the play. But like I know all that stuff. But I did not watch this movie before I did the show. I read the play in high school. Okay, and see, That's I think we the, might have before read parts I of it. before I saw you do the show. I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. I like the movie a lot. Too. I like the movie too. It's definitely it's in black worth and watch. white. It's from 1950s. It's from 1957, and it's in black and white. Is that common, or was that? It's 57. It was a cheaper budget film. That's the color true. films were only kept for the larger budget. Okay, movies gotcha. At that time. Makes sense. So it's still it was because look at it. It has it has it technically has three sets. Because yes. it's the it's the jury room. You see the courtroom very briefly in the beginning, which was probably from some television. It probably was like from Perry Mason or something. <laughs> they probably just used that set. And then it's the the end when they're all walking away, and that's that's an actual physical location. So it's a really cheaply done film. They kept it black and white because really, would that movie have improved if it was in color? No, There's I was no just I was just it, curious you know? if it was in black and white, like. For a reason? For technical reasons or just for funsies? Yeah. No, oh, yeah. So it's black and white, but definitely good white. Good, 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 my way. Good, my way. <laughs> Apparently, I'm Australian now. Oh, Mike. my God. That was not Mike. Australian at all. Australian. By Mike. the way, I apologize to any Australians listening to this podcast. Jeff and I don't mean to be offensive. It no. sometimes just happens. It happens. And my, my voice, it slips and things go away. Anyways, let's get on with the review of the film. Okay. <laughs> um, the IMDb summary of this film is yes. a dissenting juror in a murder trial, slowly manages to convince the others that the case is not as obviously clear as it seems in court. Which, so does that count as a spoiler? It's out of the 15-year oh, yeah, mark, so point. it's fine, but... The whole point of the movie is the guy convincing the other 11 jurors that... And I don't think that's a secret. No. I'm pretty positive that's that's kind of... I think the secret like is the known. order in which they... Yes. Which I don't think I put in the trivia, so I don't think I ruin it for you. No, that's good. And yeah, I don't want to ruin it. I'm not going to ruin that no, for you. I'm going to no. leave that be. You just know by the end of it, everybody yeah, turns but, their But vote. you'll see the order in which they turn. Yeah. And um, it's key to point out that technically this case would have been thrown out. Why? 
the way that the uh like the fact that the one juror brings in the knife and he's like he's manipulating people and he's that's very true it's i've never been on a jury so i don't know these things it's very subtle we realize it during the course of the play during rehearsal that based upon what is being said and how things are changing and how the opinions are i mean it's, it's one thing to be like well we're not really sure about this but the fact that it, it kind of, it was a lot of little nitpicky inconsistencies. I have a question. So. When it's staged, yeah. is it always done in a vintage, like, re- like, is it set in its own time? Or do people modernize it? Or no? Because do you have the thing about Broadway in your talking yes, points? Yes, I do. Okay, then we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Keep listening and you'll hear what Keep we're talking we'll about. Keep listening we'll talk more. We'll talk more about it. <laughs> um, Just real quick. Yeah. It's an 8.9 out of 10. Okay. For the IMDb star rating, which I think is one of the higher ones we've seen since we started paying attention to the stars on yep. IMDb. There is no meta score because it's too old. And I'm convinced that the older they are, they don't have meta scores. Right. I still don't really know what the meta score is, by the way. And I thought I, I saw... I think it's s- like an average ra- average rating of the critics' reviews, possibly. Do we need to look up what a meta score is? Not right is now. For the f- we'll no, look no, up not for, not for, not for now. future. For future. Yeah, for future. For future. Will. Okay. Um, I did make. I did notice because we, we kind of slacked a little bit on the... Uh, uh, Roger Ebert star. Oh, reviews. I thought you were just putting that on the website. I I am. Oh, okay. I still look it up. It it's pointed out this film is one of one of Roger Ebert's favorite films of all was time. Was one of Roger was Ebert's one of his favorite films. So, but yeah, so it's got a it's got a, it's got a good rating by all means. It's not a, oh, it's yeah. not a low rated film. At no, all. it's very good. It's like um in the what did I say in the IMDb two, top two fifty? It's number five. Yeah, number five or seven yeah, or something like it's that. It's really high up it's, there. It's up on the list, which yeah. is good because that it deserves to be up on it the does. list. It does. It's so. very good. But it's good for everybody. I mean, maybe not. No, because they don't swear in the movie. No, they actually the play they version. They swear in the play, but they don't swear more. in the movie. The play they cut out all references, any kind of any kind of swearing, any kind of mentioning of Should I do my summary real quick? Yes, do your summary. Your eyes are so sincere and stop yelling. <laughs> very, very brief. Yep. Very brief. That's all I needed today. That's true. It basically sums up the film too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of, lot, a lot of yelling. Would you, um, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. Like <laughs> to talk about die. the, I'm not dying. I didn't want to cough into the microphone. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the history of how the movie came to be? Oh yes. Let me discuss that before we get into too much other stuff. Yes. Cause I actually have a brief little bit of trivia technically, if you want to say, uh, the movie, this, okay, so this is the movie. This is technically the third version of the story. The film started as a teleplay in 1954. A teleplay, for those of you wondering, was that what you are just going to ask mm-hmm. me? Okay. Absolutely. Beating it to the punch. Uh, a teleplay is a play that was written for television. Generally, it was a comedy or a drama. And it was written or adapted specifically for television. It okay. is a TV movie, is what a teleplay okay. is, basically. Okay. So you'll see, and I think they still do that on some of the movie and some of the stuff nowadays. You'll see. They do. It'll say like it'll like teleplay, teleplay by, by yeah. and that means and then it was written a, by. Right. That means it was a it was it was a story or it was something written that was adapted to fit on television. Interesting, because you see that on like sitcoms and stuff. Sometimes. Yeah, you'll see that on that every once in a while. It's weird. So a teleplay. So it was originally designed as a teleplay. It was written and performed in 1954 as an hour-long story, which mm-hmm. it's only what an hour and a half yeah. or hour forty. Like it's really not that long. I think long. it's an hour thirty-seven. Okay, so it's not that long of a movie. 
Uh, so really, they just expanded it a little bit. But it was originally written in 1954 as a teleplay. Hour 36. Hour 36. Off by one! I know! Um, then in a, sometime in the next like year or so, uh, the same author, Reginald Rose, who wrote the teleplay... Uh, turned it into the actual play, which is the play that I did. Mm. And then in 1957, then they made the movie based upon the play. So what they did, they kept he kept he expanded the 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 novel or the not the novel. <laughs> he expanded the play, uh, the teleplay into the play. He made it longer, and then they took the teleplay or then they took the play and then they turned it into the movie. Okay, quick recap. Teleplay, play, movie, and then later readapted into another teleplay in 1997, starring Tony Danza <laughs> and Jack Lemmon as Drew. Yes, it actually has a bunch of people in there. Uh, Ossie Davis is in there. Um, dude from Blade Runner, that uh, James Almost or whatever. Edward James Almost. Him that we. He's also on Battlestar Galactica. Yes, show some respect. <laughs> ah. And um, Portland. <laughs> so, uh, but like they're in the newer one, but. Uh, quick, then my last piece of trivia regarding the play and the story itself. Mm-hmm. It took it 50 years to get it onto Broadway. The play came out in 1954. On October 28th of 2004, it premiered on Broadway. That was the year I graduated high school, everybody. <laughs> if that makes you feel old or young. Depends on who's listening to this podcast right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it took almost 50 years for it to come out on Broadway, which is, it's it's strange in certain, but at the same time, not necessarily. So, but that's all I kind of had trivia-wise for the play, okay. for the movie. I just thought it was interesting that it actually, this is, the film is the third, uh, was it, incarnation? Is that the right word? Yes, it is of, the right word. Good job. Uh, oh, it's big words for me on a Tuesday. Um, I mean, a this Saturday. <laughs> We're recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> we record these in the middle of the week and release them on Saturdays. Yes. Now you know. Our secrets have been revealed. Oh, no's! Guess what? Next week, guys, we're recording two of them in the same week because I'm going to be at orchestra camp this for a week. This is true. And I can't record because I have to sit on children for a week. Not really sit on children. That's weird. No. Okay. That's a weird jo- That's a weird job you got there, that orchestra thing. So um, anyways, real trivia. Real quick, or is your Sydney, stuff? I believe you pronounce it Lumet. Yeah. L-U-M-E-T. Pretty it's certain. not Lumet. I'm no. pretty sure it's Lumet because that would be the French pronunciation correct, of it. Correct. Directed this film. He is also known for producing... Sorry, not producing. I can't read. Directing Dog Day Afternoon. Which is a great film. Network. Which is another great film. And one of the last movies he did as a director was Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Not seen that one. It's got Ethan Hawke in it. Oh, okay. Um, he died He one. died in 2011. Was he the last one to die? No. Okay, you're going to get into that. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers! Don't spoil it. <laughs> We're referencing oh, stuff that's going to happen later Before the, all the Devil the Knows You're Dead's got Philip Seymour Hoffman, Ethan Hawke, Albert Finney, Marissa Tomei feel like I've, I've never Amy seen Ryan. it i've but now that you're mentioning all those people in it yeah it it's a crime drama familiar. thriller oh i remember seeing the okay i've seen the poster i've seen the trailer <laughs> i think i think it was on netflix for a while oh uh, interesting all right interesting okay right, cool so trivia trivia oh wait are there any awards Oh, yes, there is a award. I didn't know if you wanted me to do the awards Yeah, or not. do the awards first. The awards, there was 24 major film award uh, nominations for okay. this film, so a lot more than the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had three Academy Awards. Don't expand on that. You can say that it had three Academy Awards, but don't expand on it. You ruined my, my trivia piece. What? Okay, you can go. Go ahead. That's my section! No, go ahead. Go Why ahead. did I get so high? <clears throat> Why am I talking in such a high voice? What? Um, what? <clears throat> what? <laughs> All right. 
Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Friends reference. There Sorry. we go. Go ahead. What, what is it going to ruin? Do you want to do your piece of trivia no, and then let me do it. the awards? No, go for it. All right. Go for it. So it had three Academy Award nominations. Mm-hmm. It did not win any of the award what nominations. What did it lose to? I did not, I did okay. not look that up. Okay, it, so It that's lost your... all of them to The Bridge Over the River Kwai. Really? Yep. Interestingly well, enough, it's a good film. It's the Bridge Over the River Kwai is on this list... It is it higher? dropped a bunch <laughs> of places. This is new on the list. I would have thought it would have been hilarious if it replaced the bridge on the River Kwai's position. That but would have been funnier. this came in new on the list, and the bridge over the River Kwai dropped a bunch of spots. That's right. Like 20-some that spots that's or right. something like that. I could be, be over-exaggerating. Uh, it was nominated for Best Director, Best Picture, and Best Writing based on material from another medium. Mm. So, Which is funny that it's really won an award for a script that was based upon the author's original script and play <laughs> like it's inception. the same it is very much so inception <laughs> you know chris nolan that'd be your sequel right there it's all about reginald rose and his writing of 12 yes. angry men that's the most boring sequel ever and it was entered into the national film registry in 2007 oh, so it is it is being preserved Excellent. and i I'm glad, do highly agree that it should be there so trivia continue on Okay. Go. Trivia! So as the shooting of the film goes on... <laughs> we need, like, jingles between each section. Trivia! <laughs> as the shooting of the film progresses... Progressors? Progresses. <laughs> we can speak. Sidney Lumet gradually changed to lenses of longer focal length so that the background seemed to close in on the characters, creating a greater feeling of claustrophobia. Interesting. Because of how intense the show... Okay, I keep saying the show because I keep thinking of the play. How intense it gets as it progresses. That's a very subtle technique, actually. That's actually... That would have been good for technology if I would have known that. That's a good concept. Because that makes the background come closer to them, so it makes the room look like it's getting smaller. At the beginning of the film, the cameras are all positioned above eye level and mounted with wide-angle lenses to give the appearance of greater distance between subjects. As the film progresses, the camera slipped down to eye level. By the end of the film, nearly all of it is shot below eye level in close-up and telephoto lens to increase the encroaching sense of claustrophobia. That's interesting. Isn't it? I, 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 honestly, that's very subtle. I did not catch that. And I'm mm-hmm. usually good at catching stuff like that in the films. That's um, interesting to watch for. Uh, watch that when you people watch it at home. Please watch it at home. Yeah, please do watch it at home. It's good. As we've already stated. Um, despite numerous critical accolades, as you had said, the right. film was not a box office success on its first release. Which I'm not surprised by. This isn't something someone's going to gike. This is not a feel-good movie. No. And truthfully, Ugh. it is one of those movies that... It's just like there's so many other films that are that are culturally popular or, or significant that just tanked when they first came out. Yep. Again... Wizard of Oz <laughs> tanked at the box office. We're not going to talk about the Wizard of Oz yet. We're getting to it. It's up there on the list, isn't it? It is. It's like seven or something like that. Okay. Let's see. Henry Fonda disliked watching himself on film, so he did not watch the whole film in the projection room like when they were screening it. Mm-hmm. But before he walked out, he said quietly to Sidney Lumet, Sidney, it's magnificent. All but three minutes of the film were shot inside the bare and confining 16 by 24 foot jury room. So they purposely made a small set. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Only two of the jurors are ever identified by name. And it's at the end of the film. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Mm -hmm. Which two? Also, um, eight and nine. And all but two are identified by job or profession. And what's funny is eight and nine are the two that are never identified by... Oh, sorry. No, no, eight is. Nine... And five are not identified by their professions. Yeah. 
Can I ruin this? What? One is a high school football co- coach. Yeah, go ahead and ruin Two it. is a bank teller. Three owns a messenger service. Four is a stockbroker. Six is a painter. Seven is a salesman. Ooh. That was Jeff in that the show. That was me, by the way. I was seven. Eight is an architect. Ten is a gar- garage owner. Eleven is a watchmaker. And twelve is an advertising executive. And as we were discussing off uh, off mic, when we were doing the show, we pretty much realized, because nine is an older gentleman, we realized that probably the reason why they didn't uh, specify his profession is because he's probably retired. Because mm-hmm. he is definitely an older guy. So, but then I, it's it's weird that they never brought up five. We don't. We I always thought he actually was like a nurse, because he makes a comment that he nurses he nurses those people back you know every night or something like that. Like he makes a comment like he works at a hospital, but it could That's have been just a figurative a speed. You know, it's it's one of yeah. those where it could be taken so many different ways, but. Sydney Lumet had all the actors stay in the same room for hours on end and do their lines over and over without taping them. This was to give them a real taste of what it would be like to be cooped up in a room with the same people. It's clever. That's basically method acting, if you really think about it. I mean, it's not method acting. It's forced forced method acting. Because the painstaking rehearsals for the film lasted an exhausting two weeks. He made them do it for two weeks. Filming had to be completed in an unprecedented 21 days. Which is... Okay. Wow. Well, two weeks... Wait, I he, guess oh, now 21 days doesn't seem like, you know, a big deal because they shoot movies in that quick of time. Yeah. But, I mean, not they're usually normally. not very good. Yeah, normally those or are Or they're like, very small. Those are the, usually those are the shorts. <laughs> like but the 10 I, I believe, shorts. like you had said, the budget was on this movie was not that big. It's not that elaborate. It's a, I, I thought I I thought I saw it on Wikipedia that it was it was kind of cheaply uh, cheaply put together. The because budget. of the demands of the film's low budget, if the lighting was set up for a shot that took place from one particular angle, all the shots from the same angle had to be filmed then and there. This meant that different sides of the same conversation were sometimes shot several weeks apart. Which is hard for an actor because the actor's got to try to remember what they did the last time. It would be a pain in the ass mm-hmm. for an editor. Let me just say that. Um, you might be able to answer this for me, but it was shot in a total of 365 separate takes. Is that a lot of takes for the whole movie? 375. 65. 365? For what this movie is? That feels like that's a lot of takes? I mean, it's hard to judge because it really just depends upon how often they messed up or how many... Yeah. uh, It's hard. Considering it's 12 guys sitting around a room talking... And some of these gentlemen in this movie, if you look... I'm not going to read them all off for everybody. Mm -hmm. You can do this yourself. But if you go on IMDb and look at a lot of their movies, like On the Waterfront and um, The Exorcist and Grapes of Wrath, and a whole bunch of other, like, really good movies. This movie's budget, quick side note, yeah. is the equivalent of $2.7 million nowadays. Interestingly enough, to have a topical reference, the movie The Purge that just came out this weekend, mm-hmm. this last weekend, for, well, two, it was a week ago now, for those of you listening on Saturday, they made it for $3 million, and they made, like, $36 million. So and basically... The Internship. It's basically a cheapy. It was a. It was a really kind of quick, cheapy movie that the studio threw together based upon a play, and that's why it didn't do well. But it's done better as years have gone by. But, but yeah, so the actors are very well known actors. And interesting to, as you said that, as the film failed to make a profit, mm-hmm. Henry Fonda never received his deferred salary, which it doesn't say what this is. But despite this setback, Fonda always regarded Twelve Angry Men as one of the three best films he ever made. 
He was good in it. In cl- the other two being the Grapes of Wrath and the Oxbow Incident. Okay. I don't know what the I've Oxbow Incident is. I've never heard of the Oxbow is. Incident. Oh, silly me. This film received a personal recommendation from Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, I'm Eleanor Roosevelt. And upon... It's not Eleanor Roosevelt. No, it's not. We don't know what she sounds like. Oh, my goodness. Upon its release, the film generated enough buzz to warrant a spread in Life magazine. Which is big. And my last piece of trivia. Yes. With the deaths of Jack Warden, who was juror number seven on July 19th, 2006, and Jack Klugman, juror number five, on December 24th, 2012, none of the 12 stars of 12 Angry Men are still alive. Which, and the director's dead. Which, as we were discussing, I mean, you look at the actors in the movie, there's a handful of them that are pretty... Very that are, old. That are up there in age already, and it's yeah. 57, so it's... it's a, Jack Ed, Klugman was young in this and movie. And Ed Bagley, father oh, yeah. of Ed Bagley Jr. Yep, yep. Who is in Spinal Tap, Best in Show, um, he was on the finale of The Office... He's oh, yes. been in a bunch of stuff. People, yeah, if you don't recognize the name... He's a kind of a... I, would you say he's a character actor? He seems to just do a lot of stuff. Like, he he plays kind of... He tends to play like more of like the kind of the goofier... I don't know. He's played both, though. I can't say he just plays goofy he characters. He was on Saint Elsewhere, and, which was uh, a TV show. Pineapple Express. Yes. And, oh, yeah. Stan Sitwell, Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. He's Stan Sitwell okay. in Arrested Development. For those totally of you forgot. that just purged through the fourth season, he's Stan Sitwell on Arrested Development. That's Ed Bagley Jr. That 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 is the son to he's juror like... number 10 in yes. this film. But you know him from other things, too. If you don't know him from Arrested Development, you'll know him from other films. So yeah. He's in television shows. And Dude's been around for a and long time. TV shows time. and... Like we're getting off onto the character who's not even, or actor who's not even in this film. I'm just saying. <laughs> we tangent. We do change it. Jack Klugman, Quincy. Yes. <laughs> and the odd couple. Yes. <laughs> more, more notably the odd couple, but I don't you know, know. Quincy. You, you, you ask you my mom, I'm pretty positive she'll know him. Well, yeah, she'll know him for the odd couple, but I'm pretty sure she'll also know him from Quincy. You ask my grandmother, she'll know him from Quincy. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. And by the way, if these people, or if you people, oh, not you people, what do you mean you people? Audi- what do you mean you people? <laughs> if our audience has not grasped the fact that we go off on all these tangents by now, I don't know what I'm they've sorry. been listening to. Hopefully, hopefully you can put it past yourself, and hopefully you just enjoy listening to our tangents. Pretty much, I Maybe, think they do. Hopefully you do. Hopefully, please do. Please do. <laughs> don't. don't. Don't leave us. Um, Don't it's always good at halfway coming. through the podcast, we start begging the audience not okay, to leave. you so. started begging. I know. I am not begging. Yes. Yet. So, all right. Things I learned begging. from, <laughs> things I learned from this film. We got 30 likes on the Facebook. <laughs> things. We made the Facebook. Things. Okay. I learned from this film. Things Jeff learned from this film. Number one. Number no one. Man. We're really good at talking tonight. I'm just going to put it out there. Number Duran Duran. Okay. Um. I, which actually... Uh, would that be number two? Convers- this would be number two. Um, number one, juror number seven is crazy. You just watch him. There's a point where he's like... He, when, they, when they turn the fan on, and it's just this long shot of him sitting in his chair. He's like giggling. like he. You were he juror number back. seven, sir. I know! I didn't play him that crazy. Okay, fair enough. He played him kind of crazy. Um, it was funny, though. Number two, Rain knows when it's appropriate to accentuate a scene of emotion. That's true. And it was the fakest looking fake Rain I've ever seen in my life. Very true. Number three, creepy old man close up. Creepy old man close up. We don't need to see your face. 
raise that close. I just want to pluck your eyebrows. He was really close. He was, was really, really close. Disturbing. And number four, Jack Klugman, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where he's leaning on the table and he kind of looks like he belongs in like Playgirl the way he's leaning. It's so funny. Jeff obviously got a kick oh, out of I it. Oh, I loved it so much. So much we may make it the picture for this episode yeah, just for your entertainment. Oh, it's pretty damn So don't epic. get upset if you don't see Henry Fonda. It's just because we thought the Jack Klugman thing was funny. Jack Klugman, sexy. Sexy. Because that's... <laughs> I had to take a screenshot of it. I'm like, I it have a screenshot. Funny. It's if funny. it's not the cover photo, it is in the notes on the website. Awesome. I promise that much. Because uh-huh. it's just perfect. So, anyways, so that's all I have. I only had I only had four things this week. I didn't have that much. Um, for uh, we got to see what uh, what is our ranking? What is our opinions? I don't know because it's it's new to the list. Yeah. This like this round of the list, it's new. I want to say. It's good where it is. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. We're getting, it's getting tricky because the further up we get in the list, it's like, well, maybe there's a better example above it. Right. Or, you know, because there's already been movies kind of along these lines. Right. But the (laughs) writing's really good. And, you know, I try not to be biased. I try to judge it by, I mean, I'm sure it's there because it's become a culturally important thing right like it's referenced and it's important and the writing is really good and the acting's really good family guy did a 12 angry men episode See, there like you two go. Months there's ago. why that's why it's on the list yeah i don't know if it needs to be any higher on the list yeah but i'm not like upset where it is on the list like i don't think it needs to be higher i don't think it needs to be lower i'm kind of just i'm zen about You're where okay it is on where the, oh yeah and i'm honestly having having I'm glad it's above bringing up baby because I didn't love it's bring I didn't love bringing up baby. Right, it wasn't terrible. It's it is it is it is better enough to be higher than bringing up baby. It's better enough than all the movies that have been. Uh, I don't think I I'm still upset with where Goodfellas is on the list. I mm-hmm. think Goodfellas needs to be higher on the list than where it is. Yeah, but other than that, well, and do the right thing. But whatever. Yeah, it's good where it is. On it's the good list. where it's because otherwise I will just sit here and wax poetic about it. <laughs> It's nature of its place on the list and its I am, meaning in its universe. I will agree, considering I lived the the, the play for three months. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, for, for basically from May until, or sorry, from March until the end of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I It was a agree. long time. It was a long time. And I know the play really well. I was reciting some of the lines was, as the was show was going. It was kind of annoying. It was a little bit. It was for me too. Don't worry. Okay. Um, but it's it's because I'm like I can't stop it because I'm just I'm like oh that's my cue oh here's my line, but it's it's um, the the <laughs> distracted. I have a mosquito um, bite. I think. But no, the uh, it was it's one of those where I, it's perfect where it's at on the film list. Agree. I'll agree. I don't really see it needing to be any higher. It's fine in the upper eighties because I like you said. It's the writing. I think it's the mm-hmm. acting. The acting in it was not bad. Jack Klugman did a really good job acting in it. Like he, yeah. He, and so did Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda. Yeah, I feel like we're focusing did. on Jack Klugman. No, I just, I, it's, it's out of habit because like he's the one that I kind of focused on. Yeah, he's the one I, I, gen- know I do more. the same thing. I focus on the actors I know. Right, and I, I thought he did really, really good for what he, you know, for for the role. I thought the other actors did a great job too. It was interesting to see another group of people's take on the material because it's very much so. 
it's so easy to just kind of go one way or another with the the performance of a lot of it. They tend to, they tended to play their part a lot quieter than we did. <laughs> we tended to be a lot more loud. Um, oh, going There's back, still yelling though. There is still yelling. And going really quick back to your question earlier mm-hmm. about whether or not the film is supposed to take place in that era, like whether the plays do. Yes. They okay. all are supposed to like it is said in the script that it's 1954. Okay. Or it's 1957. Okay. Actually, I think it's I think we set ours in 1957. Okay. But it's supposed to be in the 50s. Okay. So generally most plays will... It's a time... It's a period film. It's a period Or a period piece. play. Okay. So. But no, I agree. It was a good film. I mean... To give you some perspective mm-hmm. of where it is on the list. Because we were talking about writing and acting and like, you know, big deal things. Um, On the Waterfront is on the list. Which okay. is another movie that a bunch of the people in this movie have been in. On the Waterfront is number 19. Grapes of Wrath is also on the list. It's yeah. number 23. This kind of reminds me, 12 Angry Men, and this probably is just because it takes place in a courtroom, mm-hmm. has always reminded me of To Kill a Mockingbird, which okay. is also on the list at I would have 25. to say, I would agree, It's it's. I think it's because so it's, it's a courtroom. So it's kind of like, it's a, it's a courtroom it drama. like moves it up the list. It's, and To Kill a Mockingbird came after 12 Angry Men? 12 Angry Men. Was that in the late 50s, early 60s? 62. 62, I was going to say 63. But on, obviously On the Waterfront was before, and Grapes of Wrath was before. Right. But I guess we'll see when I'm we get to those for films. Of Wrath. I don't remember the last time I watched that film. That's when I've That's never th- seen it. What is that one? Nineteen something four, like that. Four, 40? 40? Oh, it's forty. <laughs> oh no no no! What the what the number of yeah, it is? What, yeah, what, it's what, number what's... it's number um crap! I lost it. Twenty three. Okay. The movie is from nineteen forty. Okay, gotcha. it dropped two spots. It was at twenty one before. And this one you said was brand new, right? This one doesn't have yes, anything. Yes, this is brand new. Okay. Well, I thought it was a good film. I enjoyed it. I recommend people watching it. Sorry, we don't have more to say about yeah, it. But it's it, it's twelve it guys of, sitting in a room. Yeah, there's, there's nothing, no there's nothing really to say about no, it. No, it was good. Watch it. It speaks for itself. And it it's speaks a good quickly. Movie. And there's a lot of, you do have. I don't want to say you have to pay attention, but there's a lot of information that they go it's across. It's best very to pay quick. attention. Don't try not to multitask while you're watching it. No, it's definitely something you should just probably put on and watch. It's short. It's not like it's a three. No, if it was a three-hour al- epic long film. Oh my gosh! Did you imagine this movie was like Ben Hur length? I'd <sighs> die inside. I don't know how the hell they would make a three-hour film about a jury. <laughs> It'd be boring as hell. They put everything in real time. Everything in real time. They're waiting for the they're waiting for the cop to come back, and it's yep. like a five-minute wait time. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there making paper. Everyone airplanes. in the bathroom. Everyone in the bathroom at some point or another. Mm-hmm. That bathroom was huge too. Compared, I yes, compared to the one you guys had. Yeah, ours was a tiny. Of course, we had a tiny theater too. It's not mm-hmm. talking about our stuff. So when you do watch this, keep an eye out on juror number seven, the annoying one who is my favorite character in the show because he's the one that jeff played i played him and it was cool i'm a big fan of juror number one you mean for what you know like because of the actor in this one is that why or you just like like juror number two we like juror number two juror number two was the one in our play where we thought he went psycho (laughs) we were just waiting for him he's just actually a cool dude yeah he's cool so what is the next film the next film is platoon platoon early charlie sheen um 1986 86 Mid-80s. Charlie okay. Sheen, Tom Berenger, Willem Dafoe, That's Forrest right. Whitaker, Kevin Dillon, John C. McGinley, got some, got Dr. Cox from Scrubs. One, one or two people we know in Just this movie. Just a couple. Movie, so. Johnny Depp. Oh, that's right. He is in this movie, isn't mm-hmm. he? Wow, I forgot about that. Oh, Early Tony Johnny Todd. Depp. Early I love Johnny Tony Depp. Todd. So, yeah, that'll be our next film. It is two hours. 
Well, not bad. We're watching Platoon and A Night at the Opera in the same week. Probably two of the most complete opposite films uh-huh. you could get. One is a mid-80s action war movie. The other one is a black and white comedy from the Marx Brothers. Yep. <laughs> Now, there's anything wrong with it. By all means, don't, don't, that, it sounded condescending. No, it's just, it's just we don't very, normally do two in a week. It's just it's, it's going to be interesting. It's polar opposites, and I don't know what I'm doing with my hands right now. It's really weird. Uh, so, well, uh, quick. So, since that, that's that's next week, so keep an eye out or an ear. For that terrible. episode, that was a terrible joke. So, what? really random, because when I said juror number one, I meant juror number two, because I always think that juror number one... Because to me, juror number one is the foreman. So I start the counting of the jurors in the wrong order. Oh, okay. Remember when I asked if if I, if I you thought that juror number two was the voice of Piglet from Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. He was. Okay, that's what I thought. He was. Because I'm like, oh, that sounds like Piglet. He, and, he definitely was. Then I you started see when going he started off on doing juror number it. one. Because I, was I really, wasn't paying attention. I know. I'm counting. You were, it's ten, it's twelve numbers. <laughs> Um, bad at math. Yeah, but it's 12 numbers. Bad at math. <laughs> so while you look that up real quick, I will quickly keep... plug okay, our you do the fun stuff. Okay, so facebook.com slash AFI is our current Facebook page. Please go over there and hit the like button, subscribe. We post stuff on there. We post some of our other works and some comments, and we always post links whenever a new episode is out. If you are not subscribed to us on iTunes, definitely find us on iTunes. You can search for us. If you search... AFI on iTunes in general. You're going to get the band and you're going to get our podcast. So subscribe to us on iTunes and at least give us a star rating because that would be awesome because that means we, you know, we know that people are actually listening and we we do like feedback. Uh, if you want to leave feedback, you can definitely or any comments you might have regarding an episode, go on to ghosthat.net. The podcasts are posted there every single week as well and you can leave comments on the individual ones, that any videos or any pictures we find interesting during the course of the movie will be posted there as well. And then finally, ghosthat.net is our parent company and they also have a Facebook page. On Facebook, we kind of post a lot of different stuff podcasts coming out we have a handful of other podcasts especially the midnight sleuth which we just released uh on monday so that would have been yeah this week uh so you can find us on uh, facebook as well and that is facebook.com slash ghost hat uh, but yeah so definitely find us on facebook as well so again facebook.com slash top shelf afi or on itunes top shelf afi or ghosthat.net find us either one of those places preferably like us on, on on facebook just because again you could keep up to date with all the stuff that uh, that we're doing with and the we podcast, do some crossover so. stuff with we do Ghost some crossover. we post the comic every every time it's posted because yep. those are really good uh sorry that we're plugging our own stuff so anyways piglet real quick he before was the, the end voice of the episode. piglet if anyone who's listening you know that many adventures of winnie the pooh which yeah. includes like winnie the pooh and the blustery day he was the voice of piglet so oh, he's okay. our voice of Piglet. He's our voice mm-hmm. of Piglet? Gotcha. Gotcha, I mean, gotcha. he may have been... Well, I mean, 1974... Probably generally the he's voice of generally Piglet. generally the voice of Piglet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because he'd be the one that most people recognize. And it's yeah. weird because he's kind of a smaller little guy. He mm-hmm. almost feels like what Piglet His would look like. His voice sounded so familiar, <laughs> and that's why. So I was really confused when he started talking yeah, about... Yeah, he, 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 vo- he is the voice of Piglet to okay. us. Okay. Because right, they cool. didn't do... Yeah. Winnie, sorry, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Days from 1968. Oh, that's that old. Apparently. Wow, I did not realize that was that old. He was also <laughs> in The Odd Couple. And he was on Quincy. See? Yeah. Like, See? everyone in this movie tied over with everyone else. It's cool. See? Quincy. It's a callback. <laughs> it's a callback. <laughs> so that's all I got. I'm done. Yeah, that's all I got, too. All right, so... 
Platoon! Platoon next, next time. time. It's gonna be exciting. I'm a little scared. You are a little scared. I'm a Don't little be scared. scared. It's a war movie. War movies make me anxious. It's got I like Defoe. them. I like them. We need to end the podcast. We need to end the podcast. I need to go home and go to sleep. You I've need been to go up home. since four. So. And it's all uphill from here. Do the podcast anything. It's all uphill from here. <laughs> Good night, Radio Raheem. Wow, that was really quiet. Wow. Okay. That was we're creepy weird. a lot. <laughs> let's go back. Hold on. All right, let's do the ending again. Now. It's all uphill from here. No, you peaked again. <laughs> it's all uphill from here. It's all uphill. From here. Stop saying it. That was just weird. That was just weird. <laughs> oh. Oh, the end nice of the episode. Puss and Radio you said Ryan. it right this I time. I said it right this time. You said it right this time. Not I feel Pussy Willow. It's not Pussy Willow. Though I do like I do like Pussy Willow better. It's funnier. <laughs> I no comment on that one. I'm just gonna let it go. It's I'm good. just gonna let it go. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>